Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. All right, another great open, as always, from Mario Ruiz. Really appreciate you guys being a part of the show. Lakers talk tonight from 7 p.m. to 8 p.m. We got a lot to get into, by the way. Uh, What the heck is going on with the Los Angeles Lakers? Um, We'll talk about Anthony Davis's injury, how the Lakers stay afloat without Anthony Davis in the lineup for at least four weeks. Uh, Of course, this week, some really good matchups. Lakers got the Suns. They got the Brooklyn Nets. And I'll also spend some time about Isaiah Thomas and Trevor Reza coming back to uh, this Lakers lineup. Um, Jovan Buha, the athletic, will join in about a half hour or so. So let's get started here. Okay, first thing is first. Um, Anthony Davis. I want to start with with AD and uh, kind of build in this road trip for the Lakers. They go one and two on this three game road trip. They end up beating the Dallas Mavericks. We know how that game went. Lakers needed really kind of a miraculous uh, shot from Wayne Ellington to grab one of these games out of these three games on the road. They end up losing to the Minnesota Timberwolves. They end up losing to the Chicago Bulls yesterday, which I actually thought was a really good game, and Lakers certainly had a chance to win that game, just didn't happen. Um, And then, you know, we get the news on Saturday. It's one thing to go one and two on a three-game road trip. That's going to happen. But the, the crucial news here is Anthony Davis, who at some point thought, you know, he feared a major injury. We got a chance to hear him yesterday in the pregame show and what it was uh, essentially announced is that he has an MCL sprain and he's going to be out at least four weeks before the Lakers um, reassess the in- injury and, and kind of see what happens from there. So the reason why I want to start off the show with that is that is the big news of the weekend. Lakers, we know, have had struggles. We know the Lakers you know, haven't exactly looked like uh, a championship caliber team, the team that we thought they were going to be before the season started. Um, and they've struggled, and they're 16 and 15. You take a look at the standings, and they're in seventh place right now. That could obviously change. You got a team like Minnesota just right behind them at 15 and 15. Dallas will eventually get Luka back, and you know you expect them to play some better basketball. A few teams in front of them, like Clippers and the Grizzlies, you would have never thought that was going to be the case this year. Um, and now with your best defensive player out for at least 15 games. The question now starts to become with the Lakers, well, what kind of team is this uh, is this squad going to be and how could they stay afloat in the NBA standings? And really, how much does that matter? So let, let's first look at it from just a basketball perspective, what they're going to miss without Anthony Davis. You might not be the biggest Anthony Davis fan or maybe he's your favorite player in the league. I think that part's irrelevant, but I bring that up because I think most Laker fans are frustrated with Anthony Davis's impact so far this year. Um, we have put Anthony Davis on this pedestal, and we've put him, we have such high regard for his play and the type of athlete that he is that we expect him on a night in, night out basis to be the best big man on the floor. He doesn't have to be the best player. You know, if LeBron James is going to have a better game, it's LBJ. If KD is going to have a really good game, it's KD, then, then you're not too surprised or shocked. Or if Luka goes off or Steph Curry or something along those lines. 
But what you do expect is Anthony Davis to be the best big man on the floor night in and night out for the most part. That has not been the case uh, with Anthony Davis so far this year. And I've said this a few different times. I think there are certain games where I'm looking at him, I'm like, this is not the same player that was there during that championship run that the Lakers had in Orlando. It's just not. But with all that being said, one thing that you could depend on and you could rely on, when Anthony Davis is on the floor and he's there from a defensive standpoint and just his presence on the floor, of course it's going to change things. Of course it's going to maybe force some players to decide, okay, you know what? No, I'm not going to drive to the basket because I know AD is there. Or they just have to at least think of Anthony Davis. Of course, he's a threat on the offensive side as well. Of course, he could catch lobs. He could pull up, hit an 18-foot jumper. You lose, obviously, a huge piece of your team without Anthony Davis. And the standings for the Lakers right now, whether you're paying attention to it or not, we're about you know at the stretch of the season where, yeah, you do start paying attention. And you're 31 games in, and if he misses the next 15 game games, which is the next four weeks, now you're 46 games in. You're over 50% done with the season. And that's kind of me being optimistic. I'll tell you what I mean by that. The team just said we're going to reevaluate Anthony Davis in four weeks. Reevaluate. So that means they're going to take another look and kind of see, okay, where, he's, where is he at? How is he progressing? That's how you kind of treat an MCL sprain. The good news is you don't have to have surgery or anything along those lines. But when I set it up that way, and the reason I set it up that way, that's important to point out because, I, listen, I, I said this yesterday in the postgame show, and I want to reiterate it. Part of the good news with having an injury like this with Anthony Davis is you figure a month from now we're January 20th. You figure two months from now we're February 20th and we're in the middle of the All-Star break. As in, there's a lot of time for this Lakers team to get healthy, to get right, and to come back. Um, but how much is this? will this affect them in the NBA standings? I think it will be significant. I really do. When I say significant, let me let me explain what I mean here. Do I think they're going to go 8-7 and seven over their next 15 games without Anthony Davis? That's not easy, Laker fans. It really, really is not easy. And let me point out something. You know, you look at the NBA schedule. These are some of the games that they're going to have. Phoenix, it's a tough one tomorrow. Nobody's going to expect the Lakers to win that game. Brooklyn on Saturday, I want to wait to see what kind of Brooklyn team that, you know, is going to be there. The Memphis Grizzlies on the road. We know how good the the Memphis has played the Lakers here over, um, you know, the short-term, long-term, or whatever the case is. I'm talking about this season. You still got Portland. You got Minnesota, who's already beat you twice. You got the Atlanta Hawks, the Memphis Grizzlies, the Denver Nuggets in Denver, the Utah Jazz. It, the schedule will eventually get tougher for the Lakers, and obviously without Anthony Davis, it's going to be incredibly difficult to hover around that 15 that 500 mark over those 15 games if it is 15 games and that unfortunately is just the reality for the Lakers like I said if there is good news I would say the good news would be um, that it's still very early in the season and that even eight weeks from now you're just at the all-star break so you'd still have plenty of time to obviously ramp up and uh, get this team back under control so that's how significant not having Anthony Davis, I think, could be for the Lakers. Now, um, you know, we know when LeBron's not in the lineup, you're a below 500 team. I think they went five and seven without uh, LeBron, um, but LeBron is going to be around. But if you know his usage is going to be like it was yesterday, where he had to play 39 minutes and you still end up losing the game, 
Um, obviously, there's some wear and tear that goes into LeBron that you weren't hoping to have to use during December and January. So that's the uh, unfortunate part of where the Lakers are sitting today. Just a bad weekend for the Lakers. I don't know how else to put it. They go one on two on that road trip. Minnesota handles them without Anthony Edwards. Obviously, Anthony Davis goes out. And then uh, the loss yesterday against the Chicago Bulls, where I felt like the Lakers fought. I mean, th- that was one of those games yesterday where I appreciated and respected the Lakers' fight, but it was not enough. Chicago got the best of them, and so did DeMar DeRozan with 38 points. I think he's got two matchups against the Lakers now where he scored 38 points in both of those games. Okay, quick shout-out here. Valvoline Instant Oil Change. We greatly appreciate their partnership on Lakers Talk. Just go to SoCalOilChange.com. That's all you got to do. For location and game-winning coupons off your next Valvoline Instant Oil Change, it takes about 15 minutes to get your car service. So make sure that if you need to get your car service, don't procrastinate. Just go to ValvolineInstantOilChange.com. Okay, a couple things I want to get into as well. Um, That end of the game yesterday against the Chicago Bulls. So the Lakers obviously had a chance to get a victory. They had a chance to get a W. Um, I think they just ran out of gas. I really do. They ran out of gas. Uh, LeBron had to play 39 minutes. What Carmelo play? 30 minutes or so. Westbrook another 38 minutes. Wayne Ellington had to give you 36 minutes. Isaiah Thomas, 30 minutes. Uh, Rondo, I think, played 25 minutes. So you had a lot of guys. Vets have been in the league for a long time. I really feel like they just ran out of gas. But they played well. They fought well. Uh, you know, whether Lakers want to hear that or not, I, I did think that the game against the Bulls was much easier to swallow that L than the game against the Minnesota Timberwolves just because of the way the Lakers played. And there's some positives that I, I think come out of it. Let me kind of explain to you what I mean here. Number one, Isaiah Thomas has had two good games for the Lakers. He looks like he's a, a good fit for the Lakers and really is kind of what they need. So what I mean when I say that is he's a guy that can create for himself. He's instant offense. And if he's not on this Lakers team after that 10-day contract, I'd be surprised that he's not another on another squad in the NBA, especially with what's going on, obviously, right now with uh, the COVID situation. So he was a positive, I think, over these last couple of games. And then Trevor Ariza made his return. Now, he only played 15 minutes, um, and, and we obviously got to see – we still got to see what Trevor Ariza will be able to bring to the table for the Lakers. But I thought those were two positive things for the Lakers, that you got one rotational player back, a guy that the Lakers were uh, kind of envisioning to be a uh, starter once the season started. And then since he's been out, obviously had the ankle surgery. It's going to take him some time to get back, but having Trevor Ariza back was phenomenal to have him be a part of the show or I'm sorry, be a part of uh, the game yesterday. He's got a long way to go, but it is kind of one positive step in the right direction. Okay, Uh, I want to do a couple things here when we come back. What do you think of the way the NBA is handling the COVID situation so far? How do you think they're handling it? Uh, Is their game plan right now, is this the only thing they could do? Is this the right thing to do with the product? Uh, You could hit me on Twitter, at Alan Sliwa. I certainly got my thoughts on that. Plus, a pretty cool anniversary uh, from yesterday, or a pretty cool anniversary uh, today, and it looks back at Kobe Bryant, one of his cool accomplishments. And I want to look at two different things Kobe Bryant has accomplished. He did it over a span of 30 days, and which that we think is more impressive. I'll uh, let people react on Twitter as well. Uh, Stay right here. Appreciate you guys being a part of the show. Yovan Buha coming up in about 15 minutes. 
This is uh, Lakers Talk. I'm Alan Sliwa on 710 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. All right, another curveball for the Los Angeles Lakers. So the Anthony Davis piece, um, you know, it kind of makes me, reminds me a little bit of last season. By the way, thank you for being a part of the show. We'll go till 8 p.m. tonight. Uh, Jovan Buha, the athletic, coming up next. You know, kind of reminds me of last season where we started looking at this Lakers team and we started saying, okay, you know what? Don't worry about the NBA standings anymore. Uh, it's not that big of a deal. And you, you know what? The Lakers will figure it out. They just got to be healthy by the time the playoffs start. It's not ideal. You know, that's not an ideal situation, but um, we're still incredibly early. But you do start thinking about that. You're almost kind of starting to throw away the importance of the regular season. Um, and, and that's not by luxury. That's necessity. They don't have a choice. I mean, I, I'm going to talk a little bit with Jovan Buha about this, but LeBron logging in 30 minutes last, 39 minutes last night. How sustainable is that? I mean, how much do you want that in December? And I know people could say, "Oh, these guys are fine." And you know what? They they got the the best. Um, their flying is easy, and they get times to rest. And the recovery now is different because of all the the technology that that these athletes have um, right in front of them that they have access to. But I don't know, Laker fans. I mean. It's not an ideal situation to be in at absolute worst. If Anthony Davis is going to miss time, you want obviously these players back from uh, health and safety protocols. And, and this kind of leads me into my next conversation. So is the NBA handling the COVID situation properly? Um, so this is all that's gone down over these, let, let me kind of think here, over the last week or so, you know the number of players that have gone out around the NBA. I mean, just... Uh, an astounding number how many players have tested positive for COVID-19 and obviously this is affecting the entire league and of course it's affecting all the sports but with all that being said um, you know one of the things that that I, I kind of look at is well what's in the best interest of the league right now what 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 should they be doing Sham Sharania put out a tweet a little bit earlier today that Lakers are signing um uh, guard Mason Jones to a two-way contract from the G League affiliate um, earlier today as well. It was trying to look here the other name, um, Jamario Jones of the G League. He'll be signing uh, with the Lakers, part of that 10-day hardship exemption. Um, the players that the NBA have to go to to just clear games right now, uh, this is very odd. And I'm not telling you I'm going to sit here and I have a solution, and I'm not telling you that I have a perfect answer to all this. But I bring this up because, um, you know, in in an effort to not postpone any games, to keep the check rolling in, to make sure that uh, they appease to these TV contracts, to make sure everything continues to flow as best as they can, this is what we're coming down to. You got to sign guys like Isaiah Thomas, who has done a good job for the Lakers, but imagine, you know, signing two more G League players. 
and this is the product that you have. This may very well be, you know, the Christmas game when you when you go up against the Brooklyn Nets. We have no idea what team and what roster is going to show up for the Brooklyn Nets. The Lakers played the Bulls yesterday. They hadn't played in eight days. And, you know, I say this not – one of the things I want to make sure I do when I, you know, bring up conversations like this is I want to emphasize I don't have a solution to this. But, damn, you know, to, to kind of try to clear these games and the product is just getting worse and worse in the sense that – the key players, I mean, if you just saw the list of players that have been out for health and safety protocols, um, we know LeBron missed a game, but Giannis, Kevin Durant, James Harden, Pascal Siakam, um, Trey Young, Jordan Poole, go down the list of all these really, really good players in the league. And I know not all those are MVP caliber players, but some of them are. And some of them, you know, we're obviously not seeing yesterday Zach Levine was out. Uh, I'm not sure if the quality of the players at this point, it doesn't seem to be a priority for the NBA. It's get the games in and keep the money moving, keep the money coming. So we're going to have to kind of sit here, uh, wait and see what kind of product we're going to get on Christmas, what kind of product we're going to get. And I'm sure the NBA is saying, well, what the hell do you want us to do? Because one of the challenges in the NBA is, it's not like the NFL. You can move a game that was supposed to be on a Sunday and say, okay, we'll slap this on a Tuesday. They still have enough time, five, six days rest, and then they could get ready for the following week. Not that that's ideal, but I think the NBA is looking at this and saying, if we, you know, we stop the NBA for two weeks or we shut down a team for two weeks or a week and a half or whatever the case is so they can go through those protocols for 10 days, we, we don't have time to make up these games. We're not sure what we're going to do. And that's obviously what they're trying to avoid. They're trying to avoid a stoppage. They're trying to avoid one team being out for X amount of weeks or whatever the case is. And at least at this point, I don't have a solution to it. I just know that we're going to have to watch what is not the best product out there. And that part is obviously a little bit unfortunate. Um, okay, quick shout out here. And listen, we, we always appreciate our partners on this show. Lakers Talk is brought to you by Harris Resort SoCal. Voted best resort in Funner, California. From dining to unwinding, a trip to Funner, California is always a win. Are you game for a getaway? You could start planning your trip by visiting HarrisSoCal.com. Um, you know, unfortunately for the Lakers, we haven't had that many positive things to talk about. I did think the game against the Chicago Bulls, Lakers played pretty well, but it still came out in an L. Um, here's something really, really cool to talk about. Doing the show with Travis this morning, and this conversation came up 16 years ago today. Kobe Bryant outscored the Mavs. 62 to 61 after three quarters. Assistant coach Brian Shaw asked him if he wanted to play in the fourth to get to 70. Kobe, I'll do it when we really need it. Um, 32 days later, Kobe would end up scoring 81 points in a comeback win against the Toronto Raptors. So I threw this up on Twitter, and I thought this was you know an interesting question to throw out there. And uh, I actually I, I think there's more people that voted. Uh, than I thought for Kobe's 62 uh, points through three quarters. But the question I threw out there, which one was more impressive than Co- from Kobe? Was it the 62 points through three quarters versus the Mavs? Or was it the 81 points versus the Toronto Raptors 32 days later? Um, and you could uh, always hit me on Twitter, at Alan Slew, if you want to give your thoughts on this. So I know the knee-jerk reaction is to automatically say, hey, Al, what are you talking about? 81 points. 
The guy got 81 points against the Toronto Raptors. That's the most. Uh, that's the more impressive game. But let me give you a little bit uh, to think about here. How baller was that of Kobe Bryant to drop 62 points against the Dallas Mavericks, and he is personally up on a squad 62 to 61 through three quarters. Not through the first six minutes of the first quarter. Not through the first quarter, which is ridiculous. Not through one quarter that you can isolate and say, okay, well, Clay had 37 points in one quarter for the uh, the Golden State Warriors. I think that was against the Sacramento Kings. Through three quarters, Kobe was up on the Mavs. Dirk was on that team. Jason Terry was on that team. Through three quarters, Kobe Bryant was up 62-61. to 61. And one of the most baller moves that I've ever seen, which we've seen, you know, uh, Kobe Bryant have many of those moments in his career, is to say, hey, Kobe, you want back in? You want to go grab, try to get to 70? Nah, I'm good. Nah, I'm good. I, I, I did what I needed to do. I don't need to play the fourth quarter. I don't need to play the final 12 minutes. Let me drop 36 points against this team. And then let me also have the the confidence and the ego to say I, I got nothing else to prove to these guys what 62 points through three quarters these guys couldn't hang with me through three quarters why the hell do I want to go back in there in the fourth quarter this isn't a game if it was a close game you better believe I was I try to bury these guys uh but it's not needed and then 32 to 32 days later he skips the 70 mark and just goes straight to 81 the hell are you talking about that's unbelievable. It really is. So it's about a little over 40% of the votes say that the more impressive game for Kobe was the 62 uh, points through three quarters and uh, closer to 60% is the 81 points versus the Raptors. Uh, you, you can't go wrong with either one of those answers. I just personally see that 62 there. I like that 40% of Laker fans are like, no, I, I get what he was doing. I get what he did. And they were uh, more impressed with that one. Okay, a few more things left here. Uh, Jovan Buha, who had a good article. This is after Anthony Davis uh, on Saturday. They announced that he's going to be out four weeks, the MCL sprain, at least four weeks. Good article about how everything has obviously gone against the Lakers so far this year. I want to talk to him about that. I want to ask him, too, you know, as we kind of look at this Lakers team without LeBron James, or I'm sorry, without Anthony Davis, but LeBron James there with Russell Westbrook, what can we expect over 15 or 20 games or 25 games if Anthony Davis isn't there? Uh, and how much, how important is it going to be for the Lakers to worry about home court advantage? Uh, or is that something that, you know, you, you just does not look all that realistic at this point? So we'll do all that coming up next. Stay right here. Thank you for being a part of the show. This is Lakers Talk on 710 ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue, and ready for the play. And... 
Boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. All right, welcome back to uh, Lakers Talk. Uh, by the way, quick shout-out here. Harris Resort, Southern California, a proud partner of Lakers Talk, voted best resort in Funder, California. From dining to unwinding, a trip to Funder, California is always a win. Are you game for a getaway? You could start planning your trip by visiting harrissocal.com. So we appreciate their partnership uh, as advertised. I want to welcome in Jovan Buhov, the athletic, covers the Lakers. Jovan, thank you, buddy. Appreciate you uh, taking some time to join the show. Of course, man. Thanks for having me on. All right, so uh, I'm trying to think here where we get started. Um, wh- why don't we start with this? <laughs> we we know that you had a great piece, by the way, on uh, Anthony Davis's his injury, and it's just another setback for the Lakers. That seems to be the theme so far this year. Uh, just your personal opinion. We know that he's out for at least four weeks. He'll get reevaluated. Um, how significant of a loss is this for the Lakers? And just, you know, what do you expect in the time that he's gone over the next four weeks or if it's five weeks or six weeks, whatever the case is, how how do you think the Lakers can stay afloat? How realistic is that? Uh, I, I do think it's a significant loss. I, I'm not going to underplay that. You know, I, I just think Anthony Davis is Anthony Davis, right? Like he's a, uh, you know, at his peak, he is a top 10 player in this league. He's the second best player on the team. And he's far and away their best big man, right? Like, I, I think it's safe to say there's a significant drop-off from Anthony Davis to a Dwight Howard or to a DeAndre Jordan. So, of course, we've seen recently LeBron playing more center, and I, I think that's something that you saw more in that Chicago game, and you're going to continue to see moving forward. Uh, I think playing smaller is going to be a big key for this team because I, I, don't think, I don't think you can go 48 minutes with Dwight and DeAndre and, uh, you know, I, I kind of tread water i think you have got to go more lebron at center trevor Ariza at center Carmelo anthony at center and really lean into a small ball identity so that's kind of what i expect and i think you saw that last night in chicago and like i know there's no such thing as moral victories with the lakers right and this roster but i do feel like that was as close to a moral victory as you can get where they were competitive with a a top two team in the east right now and really were you know a possession away from winning that game and I, I think to have that type of response, you know, after that gut punch of losing AD, that was really encouraging to me. So I think you look at their upcoming schedule, they got a lot of home games, um, a lot of games against teams that I think they should at least be competitive with. And you have some hard ones. You got Phoenix, you got Brooklyn, although we'll see who's available in that game for, for Brooklyn and, um, you know, Memphis a couple times. Like there are some harder games, but for the most part, I think they should at least be able to go around 500 at worst uh, in the stretch. So, I mean, I, I expect them to kind of be in the same range seating-wise in that five to eight mix, uh, maybe a little bit lower than, you know, they would hope by the time AD gets back. But um, I'm really just intrigued with the timetable because as I noted in that piece that you referenced, uh, you know, the, the, some of the Lakers timetables have kind of, you know, we thought Trevor Reason and Kendrick Nunn were supposed to be back by now, right? Sure, sure. Um, you know, Trevor just got back. Kendrick is still out. So, like, 
I'm, you know, I think there's a big difference with AD. Is it a four-week timetable or is it an eight-week timetable, right? And that's going to be a big thing of just determining, you know, what their record ultimately is. But um, I will say I was encouraged by the Chicago performance, and it was a loss, but I thought it was as good of a loss as they've had this season. I'm with you on that, by the way. Jovan Buha joining a Lakers talk uh, from The Athletic. It's interesting. I'm with you on that because I, I did think, you know, even the win against the Dallas Mavericks, it's like, geez, really the Mavs are hanging with the Lakers and there's no Luka. They need Ellington to hit a three in regulation, a kind of a lucky tip and a big-time shot. Austin Reeves with a game winner. Minnesota, let's not even talk about. The Timberwolves' two games have just completely outplayed the Lakers. I thought the Chicago game was a little more encouraging. Um, you know, I, how tough is it, Yovan, in your opinion – for this front office to assess what the Lakers have because there have been games where LeBron is missed. Lakers haven't looked all that good. There's been games when all three players are available, LeBron, Anthony Davis, and Russell Westbrook, and they've struggled against some teams that you would think wouldn't be an issue. And now they are dealing with, obviously, all the players missing from health and safety protocols. Um, Anthony Davis out for a minimum four weeks. How do you think they assess what they have in trying to make some corrections here before the NBA trade deadline to give themselves a shot at competing with the elite. How tough of a how tough of a predicament are they in of just kind of determining what they have currently on their roster? I think they're they're in a tough predicament because it, it is difficult to say whether this is work like whether this is working or not or, or whether this has a chance to work, right? I, I just don't think we've seen the sample size of because uh, Again, going back to some of the injuries they've had, like Trevor Ariza was supposed to be a starting forward on this team sure. alongside LeBron and AD in a smaller lineup. Kendrick Nunn was signed to be this team's sixth man. They have not had those guys until you know last night being the first time they had Trevor. So like you have two really key important pieces that we just haven't even seen yet, uh, to say nothing of LeBron missing the, the 12 games, Austin Reeves getting injured, uh, Taylor getting injured. Like They've just had so many guys who theoretically you'd put in that top nine or 10 be out that you can't really say whether it's, I mean, obviously it's not working record wise, but I think that's more to do with injuries than anything. And if LeBron misses three games instead of 12, you know, what's the Lakers record? I think they have a few more wins at least. Right. So I think it's all been kind of context based in terms of just injuries and guys being so in and out of the lineup. Um, I do think in general, as we've kind of seen, uh, I think they could probably use some more perimeter defense, some more perimeter size, um, you know, maybe another kind of backup big upgrade uh, that, you know, is, is uh, maybe maybe someone who can stretch the floor, maybe someone who's a little bit of a better rim protector. Like, I think there's minor tweaks around the edges they can make. But as far as judging this roster, I, I do think it is a little premature, especially because we've seen Russell Westbrook, apologize for the background noise, um, we've seen Russell Westbrook play a lot better, right? And some of the struggles that this team had early in the season were directly because Russell Westbrook wasn't exactly being Russell Westbrook, but he has been that player now for multiple weeks. And I think, you know, like we, I want to see that Russell Westbrook with Anthony Davis and a healthy supporting cast around them and then judge that team. And if that team's still struggling in around 500, you obviously have some changes to make, but we have not, we just haven't seen that yet. So I, I think it is really hard to evaluate. But I do think if I'm the Lakers, the one thing I'm looking at is, can I get a wing upgrade somewhere? Can I get a, a more reliable 3 and D type with some size that I feel comfortable closing games with? And, and if they can find that guy, great. If not, 
Um, I don't really know what, it, you know, I don't really see necessarily another hole in the roster that they need to satisfy. Jovan Buha covers the uh, Lakers for the athletic, taking some time to join Lakers talk. Um, Jovan, with that, you know, we kind of went through, okay, th- there's going to be some struggles here. We've already seen the Lakers struggle 31 games into the season. But as you look at the standings and um, determining how far Anthony Davis is going to be out for, whether it's four weeks or six weeks or eight weeks, whatever the case is, how important are the NBA standings? You, you think for, I mean, I, I wouldn't argue that I think the Golden State Warriors, they want the best record in the West. I think it means a lot to the Phoenix Suns. I think Utah's going to play every regular season game as if uh, you know they're going to fight for that number one seed. You think for the Lakers at this point, it's you kind of pay less attention to that. You're just trying to find some kind of groove, some kind of rhythm, some kind of lineup that you could say, okay, hey, this is good basketball. Are we getting to the point where the standings are just not going to mean as much to the Lakers simply because – there's some things they can't control, which is the injuries or the health and safety protocols. Um, but they also believe that, hey, if, if we could just uh, – and I, I this is just too similar to last season. We got enough good players that if we just get into the postseason healthy, we'll take our chances. Yeah, and I, I think we, we saw last season, uh, you know, that before Anthony Davis goes down, you know, they're 21-7, and top for the number two seed. I think even even then there was some you know among the fan base a little bit of oh this team is a little disappointing even though they were right there with uh, with Phoenix and Utah and and from that point you know it was kind of a struggle then LeBron goes down and they end up being the seventh seed have the play in win that and then are up two one on Phoenix before AD goes down and I do think would have won that series had AD stayed healthy so I think that is kind of the blueprint uh, I guess for this season right like there's a lot of overlap between last season and this season with the injuries, with the lack of consistency, with, with the team underachieving a bit, uh, you know, given their expectations. So I, I do think, ideally, you avoid the play-in. You know, even if it just means being the sixth seed, I think that's probably the, the ideal scenario for the Lakers because, as we saw in that, that play-in game, right, like, uh, you know, the Lakers were decent favorites over the Warriors. It's dangerous. And the Warriors gave them a little bit of a yeah. scare, right? And, and that, you know, Draymond was, was doing a good job against AD. Steph was hitting some big shots. And it took that really deep, you know, logo three from LeBron to, to seal that one. So, you know, the Lakers kind of played the fire there, and, and they could have lost that game. So, uh, I think for them, ideally, you stay out of the plan. That's the one thing. Staying out of the plan also means you most likely don't play Phoenix or Golden State in the first round, which I think would also be ideal. You know, play one of those two in the second round or, or the conference finals uh, and kind of put that off. So, I think for them, like, their focus is just let's focus on us. You know, let's figure out what style do we want to play. Who's in the rotation? Who can we trust to close games? Who can we trust to start games? Uh, you know, what are our best lineups? And as long as we make the playoffs, we'll figure it out in the playoffs. Because most likely we're going to have to play Phoenix. We're going to have to play Golden State. You know, first round versus versus conference finals. Is there that much of a difference? That being said, I do think that you know, in an ideal world. They're, you know, at worst the five or six seed, and you, you know you don't have to play one of those two in the first round because those two teams are really good, right? And I think they're obviously the two biggest threats in the Lakers in the West, and I think you don't want you don't want that in round one. But uh, your point, like there isn't much they can control with injuries, health, and safety, and I think if they end up being in the plan, they end up being in the plan, and you'll probably point to their record without Anthony Davis as the reason why. Uh, Lakers taking on the Phoenix Suns tomorrow. Just 
your opinion on this. Lakers got a chance to play the Warriors. That was the first game of the season. Second game of the year, they end up playing the Phoenix Suns. Um, and Phoenix obviously handled the Lakers at Staples. It was best team in the NBA. And, and if you actually, let me just stay in the Western Conference. Best team between the Phoenix Suns and the Golden State Warriors. If you had to pick one of those two teams right now, and I know Phoenix or I know Golden State's got help coming. Eventually, Clay Thompson's going to come back. James Wiseman, uh, you know, they, they they got players that will help improve the roster. But just based off of what you've seen so far. Um, bigger threat, the Suns or the Warriors? I think it's the Suns. Uh, I, I do think that they've reached we, – we see this sometimes with, with young teams where they have some playoff success and they can go one of two ways, right? Like you, you have the kind of random year where a, a team makes a, a, a conference semifinals, conference finals, and then we never really hear from that team again. And, you know, they, they don't grow from that. And then you also have scenarios where a team makes a jump and then they make an even bigger jump the next season. And I think that's what we've seen from Phoenix this season. I think that they've taken, you know, a lot of people were saying their playoff success was a fluke. And, you know, I had the privilege to cover them after uh, that first round series. I I started covering the Suns and covered them through the finals. And just being around that team and and interviewing the players and, and just getting a sense of their character, like that was a team that despite being very young and very inexperienced, really believed in themselves and, and really had a level of maturity that is rare for a young team. And, and a lot of that's Monty Williams, a lot of that's Chris Paul. Sure. But you, you got to give them credit. And I, I think they've grown from that. I, I think they look even better this season. And to me right now, they would be my favorites to come out of the West. Now, I will hedge a little bit and say that Clay Thompson is the X factor, right? Because I think if, if Clay Thompson comes back and looks – 90% of Clay Thompson or even 80% of the old Clay Thompson, I would most likely edge Golden State past Phoenix and say they have a higher ceiling. But until we see, you know, you never know how a guy's going to come back from injury. He's been out for over two years. So I, I kind of want to see it to, you know, I want to see it first before I believe it. But I do think with Clay coming back, Golden State might have a higher ceiling than Phoenix. Uh, but as of right now, I would say Phoenix is not only the best team in the West, but to me, the best current team in the NBA. Jovan, final one for you, and we always appreciate you taking the time. Jovan Buha, The Athletic. Um, I'm going to read something off to you from yesterday's game. So LeBron, fantastic night. They lose to Chicago, but he gets up with 31 points, 14 rebounds, has six assists, has two block shots, plays 39 mm-hmm. minutes. In this you know, time frame where the Lakers are obviously – listen, they're trying to obviously win these games – Anthony Davis is going to be out for, uh, for however long that he is. How much does that concern you that they're going to have to use LeBron James? Last night, a perfect example where he plays 39 minutes. They have to use him so much here over these next at least month, month and a half, two months or so. Is that something that concerns you? Or, you know what, no, this is just part of the grind and they could rest him a little bit as you get closer to the playoffs? Uh, it does concern me. And it's something that's concerned me actually all season when you really look at, you know, uh, we asked Frank Vogel heading into the year, what are your minutes expectations for the big three? And he said for all of them, he wanted to manage their minutes and and keep it in the low to maybe kind of like low mid thirties at most, which, you know, kind of inferring from that, it was more like 34, maybe 35 minutes tops. Like, those guys have consistently been over, you know, 34 minutes a night. Um, 
LeBron is, is up there consistently 37, 38 minutes. AD, Russ, like, and those guys obviously can handle it. They're, they are, you know, there's a reason, like, they're superstars, and those guys have all carried big loads throughout their careers consistently. But I do think with LeBron in particular being, you know, about to be 37 in a week, you, you want to be careful with that because the worst thing that could happen, you know, even go back to last year, right? We put, you know, the Lakers put more on LeBron, and you kind of saw what happened. And it was a freak accident, but I do think that, you know, father time is undefeated. There is a limit to how much you can physically handle. LeBron is already played, you know, among the you know, top two, top three in, in minutes overall. So I, I do think, like, you got to be careful with that. So um, I, don't, I don't know if it's shaving off. I mean, I don't know if it's shaving off a few minutes here and there. I don't know if it's occasionally resting him against, you know, a, a lesser opponent and just saying, hey, Russ, we, we need OKC Russ tonight and, and go get us a 40-point triple-double like, you know, you used to. I, I don't know what the right balance is, but I do think they have to be careful with it. It's not a giant concern, but it is a giant concern if he if he's averaging like 40 minutes a night without AD, which just you know doesn't really happen in 2021. Most guys have their minutes managed, but we have seen higher minutes from the Lakers stars, and I do think it is something to kind of keep track of because uh, the last thing you want is a LeBron injury, which to me obviously you know that that's the end of your season there. So um, he is the most important Laker by far. All the data suggests it. The eye test shows it. Like. LeBron is LeBron, and they got to keep that guy healthy and, and ready for the postseason. Yo, Vaughn, thank you, buddy. Greatly appreciate the time. We will see you tomorrow as the Lakers take on the Suns. But thank you for uh, thank you for doing this. All right. Yes, sir. Anytime. All right. That is Yovan Buha right there of the Athletic. Always appreciate uh, his time on the show. Um, final thoughts coming up next. We'll take a quick look at this week's games. Lakers taking on the Suns, the Spurs, and the Nets. ESPN had their power rankings. We'll throw that in as well. Uh, Stay right here. This is Lakers Talk on 710 ESPN. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. All right, thank you again to Jovan Buha for joining the show. Always Great content with him. I really do uh, appreciate when he joins the show. He does a fantastic job for The Athletic. Um, okay, we got our final thoughts here. By the way, I, I want to start with this. The schedule coming up, Lakers taking on the Suns, the Spurs, and the Nets this week. I think there's something to what he said. I, I really do, and I don't uh, I don't take it um, – I, I really don't take it lightly when I say this. Um, the Suns game tomorrow – yeah, that, that seems like the class of the NBA. Warriors are too, don't get me wrong. When Klay Thompson does come back, uh, that's a problem. They also have some assets. They could potentially make some trades, all that stuff. I, I don't question that at all. But something about that Phoenix Suns team where, you know, yes, they have the best record in the NBA, but I think there's more to it. I think there's a doubt from people on the Phoenix Suns that drives them. I think everybody thought, including myself, hey, Phoenix – how did you really, really get to the uh, NBA Finals last season? Well, you got there because what happened? The Lakers had an injured player. 
Uh, Denver wasn't fully healthy. Clippers didn't have Kawhi Leonard. That's the only reason why you got there. And I think that drives them because they have a good team. They have a smart enough player in Chris Paul where he values the opportunity. And then they got some really, really good young stars. So um, Lakers got a really tough game tomorrow. I'm not expecting them to walk away with a win at Staples. And then, you know, the rest of the week, what does it look like? The San Antonio Spurs, who, if you look at the NBA standings, uh, not a good team, and let's you know, there's nothing to uh, um, there's nothing to really sugarcoat on this one. There's certain teams that you know are going to hang in the Western Conference. They should be a part of the playoff picture. The Spurs should not be one of those teams. They're sitting at 11 and 18 right now. Um, and then you got the Brooklyn Nets coming up on uh, on Saturday, which again I say this: think about that matchup before the season started. Lakers and the Brooklyn Nets. Oh my gosh, how great is this going to be? How great is this matchup going to be? Um, and now that you have this Lakers team that's in at 16 and 15, Brooklyn still has got the best record in the uh, Eastern Conference, 21 and 9, but their games are canceled this week. They got two games postponed. And then, you know, that, that game on Christmas, we'll see how things kind of uh, go here over the next few days. Anything can change here with the COVID 19 protocols. So we'll have to wait and see what happens there. But, man, that was supposed to be – I remember saying this in the offseason. If it's not Lakers and Nets in the finals, something really went wrong, and I thought it would be more from an injury perspective, not from a Lakers are not playing up to expectations. Uh, but that's been the way the Lakers have obviously played so far this year. Um, okay. Uh, shout out here to Valvoline Instant Oil Change. They're a proud partner of Lakers Talk. Whatever it is that you need, oil change, tire rotation, transmission care, just pull up, drive in, and drive out in about 15 minutes. Visit SoCalOilChange.com for location and game-winning coupons off your next Valvoline Instant Oil Change, so thank you to their partnership. Um, I do this every week. I go through the NBA power rankings because I'm always curious to see, okay, who do they have top five and where do they you know, essentially put the Lakers? Um, so... This is the number one ranking right now, and they just got Devin Booker back. So he was out. He missed seven games with a hamstring injury. Booker came back yesterday. I think they blew out Charlotte. Uh, number one team is the Phoenix Suns. Not surprised. Uh, again, you have the best record in the NBA. They're playing good ball. Devin Booker just came back. They were winning even when Devin Booker was out. Yeah, that's not a shock or surprise. They got Phoenix at number one. Warriors at number two. And there has been a little bit of updates. You know, Clay Thompson could come back. There's some home games that they have. I think January 9th and 18th, Walsh put out a tweet last week that he could make his appearance then. They do got a couple guys in health and safety protocols, uh, protocols Jordan Poole and Andrew Wiggins. So we'll see what happens with the Golden State Warriors. But they got them at number two, Brooklyn at number three. So I point this out because two of the top three teams in the NBA, Lakers got this week. They're going to play this week. And sandwiched in between is the San Antonio Spurs um, but I can't really assess too much on the Lakers. Well, who the hell is going to play? Who's in? Who's out? Who's out because of health and safety protocols? Who's back? Is Coach Vogel going to be there? Um, Anthony Davis, we know, is not going to be there. So it's really, really, really tough to take much over these you know, next few weeks, especially this upcoming week with the Lakers missing so many of their key players. So that obviously is not going to be easy by any stretch of the imagination. Rounding out the top five, Utah's number four, and the Milwaukee Bucks are number five. Uh, they put Chicago at number six, who the Lakers lost to yesterday. And where the Lakers, top 10? No. Uh, Lakers are sitting at number 13. So same spot they were in last week. Last week they were in 13. This week they're in 13. 
And uh, now the challenge is going to be for the Lakers, what kind of team can you try to be without Anthony Davis? Because they're not going to have Anthony Davis for at least four weeks. Uh, Laker fans, nothing to sugarcoat here. It's going to be tough. It really, really is. It's going to be an incredible challenge. We can be optimistic. We could talk about how great LeBron James is. But this is certainly going to be a tough stretch for the Lake Show. And let's see if they can play some 500 basketball. What happens to the rest of the NBA? Obviously, a lot of players uh, missing around the league. And we'll see how things uh, continue to shape up. If you miss any part of the Lakers talk uh, live here on 710 ESPN, you could always download the on the ESPN app or on iTunes. Just search Lakers Talk with Alan Sliwa. You could catch the full hour. Thank you again to Jovan Buha for being a part of the show. Uh, appreciate everybody who uh, tweeted into the show and took a chance to listen to it. L.A., as always, have a great rest of your night.